For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Receive these words of life today, which have the capacity to change your life forever through the ministry of Pastor Prosper Etonam Dusi. Pastor Prosper Etonam Dusi is the lead pastor of Central Fellowship Ministries, a ministry headquartered in Ghana that is focused on the expansion of the Kingdom of Christ through the preaching of the Gospel. He also oversees and coordinates the Central Fellowship Theological College, a theological college that is focused on perfecting the saints through the accurate knowledge of Christ. Now, stay connected to this life-giving message from Pastor Prosper Etonam Matthew 28 of our time will become very meaningful to us. Hallelujah. But what it simply means is that the union of heaven and earth is in me and it's, it's like the new creation. It's talking about the new creation. And on the basis of this authority, I commission you to go. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father. Now the word teach there is the word mathetis or mathetio. Mathetio. Teach also means to make disciples. Go and make disciples. The word teach there is mathetio. M-A-T-H-E. T-E-O-U, Matthew, which means go and make disciples for me. Go and make disciples for me. How can I make disciples if I've not learned? Go. Make disciples of all nations. Uh-huh. Baptizing them in the name of the Father. Baptizing them means initiating them into me. And for those of us who have been diligent students and have followed the teachings for some time, you would appreciate that in the, Father, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit is not yours. It is not yours to make or to say. If, if I, I, I want to believe you are followed closely to understand that in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit is not your prayer. So initiate them into me, into Christ. Uh-huh. 20. Teaching them to observe. Teaching, the word teaching is mathetis, 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 meaning groom them. Please, I'm, I'm explaining this so that you follow closely. Groom them. Make them students. Make them pupils. Let them grow into me. Carefully. It's not a rash thing. It's not a rash thing. It is not a rash thing. So, this is the design of God for the new creation to grow into him. So that there is no place for jamboree. When believers gather, that is not the place where we want to know who can do Shapiro, Shapiro. <laughs> it, that is not the place to mark those who can do Shapiro and those who can do mess up 
and those who can do bobobo, that will be the wrong place to do that. It will be a waste of time. Haven't we done that for many years and cannot rebuke the devil for one minute? Jesus has given us how to do it. Wow. So what it means is that once you, see, the day you come to church and you know you're in church and maybe you came with your wife or your husband or your children or your friend, the friendship ends immediately you enter the house. Why? Because I must have personal responsibility. I must take personal responsibility. See, my ability to hear is my personal responsibility. Church is not a place where we come to do camaraderie. Uh, uh, you know, I hold you, you hold me. Uh, uh, once we, st- if I come to church with you, once I step into the house like this, I take personal responsibility for whatever goes on. It's a serious thing. Teaching them to observe all things, not some. That is why it's a serious place. The gathering of the saints. Why? Because you have to teach them all. That I have commanded you this day. Not some. Some. Not some. All. That is why when you look at the Acts of Apostles, Paul is careful to bring the whole council. Let's go to Acts 20, 28. Acts 20, 28. We'll be coming back to Matthew 28. Acts 20. Uh-huh. I want Take everybody heed, to... Take therefore, uh-huh. unto yourselves mm-hmm. and to all the flock. Mm-hmm had made you overseers mm-hmm. to feed the church of God. To feed the church of God. Uh-huh. Which, which he had purchased with his own blood. Which he has done what? Purchased with his purchased own blood. Purchased with his own blood. I didn't die for you. Mm-hmm. Nobody died for you. The one who died for us is the one who has given us the sufficiency of grace to do what we are doing. And so because I didn't die for you, I am careful what I present to you. I don't present me to you. I present him to you. Anything me is as irrelevant as yesterday. <laughs> you didn't hear me. Are you here? Uh-huh. 30. Mm-hmm. 29. For I know this, mm-hmm. that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you. Ah, follow this. Are you catching it? Read it again. For I know this, uh-huh. that after my departing. I know this, that after my departure. I know this, that after you have left church. Mm. I, <laughs> I know this, that after Monday. I know this, that after the next temptation, I know this, that even after leaving church in your car, 
opening to a certain radio station, you will hear things. You will hear things. After my departure. Uh-huh. Shall grievous wolves. Shall grievous wolves. Ravaging wolves. They will step in. So can you imagine you didn't hear well? Can you imagine you didn't pay close attention? Can you imagine at the time I was giving the instruction, you were playing with your baby? So you missed it, even in church. So when the grievous wolves come, you are vulnerable. And yet, whatever you needed for the week has been presented for you. Or in fact, to you. So it's a serious business when we gather. Uh-huh. Enter among you, not sparing the flock. They will not spare the flock. They will not spare the flock. Somebody told me, somebody told me this week, he says, you see, the reason why sometimes I don't want to come here, when I listen to them and I listen to you, anytime I come to you, I lose foolish. I look foolish. Because you, you, you tell me that the kind of prayer I prayed was a wasted prayer. But I know I need, I have need. I have need. Fire, fire. I want to fire. You say I should not fire. No, pastor. That is why I don't, I don't come again. No. I look so stupid. Ravaging wolves will come. So after hearing this one, they'll tell you, forget about this one. This one is problem. This is you. Deal with problem. You, problem. What, what they are saying, do you see? And because believers cannot reconcile themselves with the problem, they begin to fire. Die by fire. If you don't kill them, they'll kill you. And they are passed out to you saying, don't kill. They say, as, as you praise him, then uh, 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 higher, higher, higher. When praises go up, his glory come down. Then you come here, I tell you, stop that nonsense. Whether you praise him or you don't praise him, he's still God. Yeah. I know, Pastor, stop this thing. Yeah. He said, Hey, those times when I was paying my tithe, hey, he says, Pay your tithe. He will not, he will cause the devourer for your sake. He will not let the destroyer enter. Then you come here and say, Stop that nonsense. There's nothing like that. Ah, Pastor. Pastor, you want to kill me? So you see, there is always a contention in many minds here, even here, right now. They cannot reconcile. Pastor, I want you to lay hands on me. Let me do some style. I said, no, receive the word. I said, no, pastor, you are not correct. Pastor, you are not correct. I want to roll on the floor. He said, I should do what? I want to roll. I want to roll. So there is always a challenge. I know when this is ministered to you, Ravaging, ravaging wolves will come after you are departed from this place. Yeah, yeah. So you are still going to that church. And what, what did they say today? I know what they said. They said, uh, uh, you see, uh, you just listen to the word and, and become the word. Uh, you, see your, you see what is happening to you right now? You say you're a believer, you go to that church. You, you, see, you see what's happening to you? They will come. So if you don't know what you know, you will become foolish. Because Do you see some people's problem here? So what you are being taught, grow in it and become it. 
Grow in this thing and become it. You are better off growing to become this than trying to do. Trying to do. I am trying to do. I am, I am on the way to heaven. I am checking myself. Continue to check. You will get to heaven's gate and still be checking. Matetis. 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 Teach them. Teach them. Teach them. So we come here to be taught Christ. We don't come here to be taught visions and dreams. Oh, am I still teaching you? Yes. We don't come here to talk about my nightmare. Let my nightmare be my nightmare. It is not the business of the church. You, are, you come here to be taught Christ. Technical guys, check your machines. Check your machines. So, he says, make disciples, Matetio, make them to learn, make students for me. Which means that an important element of Christianity is to be a student. Follow closely. Follow closely. An important element of Christianity is to be a student and a pupil of Christ. Is to be a student. <laughs> a student who does not choose when to come to school. <laughs> a student who will not say me, I don't like math, I like English. <laughs> Pastor, me, I like the deliverance part. You see those deliverance? I like that one. Me, I don't like this. Come, uh, 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 grammar and Greek. I don't like this one. <laughs> you don't choose. Uh, Pastor, I like the one that talks about marriage and those kind of things. Because some of us, some of, some of us who are singles, we want some of those. Uh, uh, you don't choose. The student will not choose the curricula for the school. You go to school to learn. And the subjects that are presented to you, learn there. Whether you like God or not, God time you sit in class and no you learn everything. I never like God. I don't like God. God is difficult. So I wish my school would have done tree instead of God. The mistress says, No, me, I'll not do tree, I'll do God. I said, I didn't like God. I passed gun by Holy Ghost. Oh, I still in the house. But I learned gun. He didn't hear me. You learn it. You learn it. So I don't choose curricula. Your business is to make yourself available. I think we are off now. Available.
born again can be gotten or can be made in a second. But to become a disciple will take many years. <laughs> a decision to be, uh, once I believe I'm, I'm, I'm saved. Oh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish about it. You, once you believe the gospel, you are saved. But to become a disciple, it is many years, many years, many years. It is a course of study where you start to learn for the rest of your life. The teacher teaching is also a disciple of Christ. You never stop learning. You never stop learning. So the believer must have a teachable spirit. If you're a believer, you must have a teachable spirit. A teachable spirit. Teachable spirit. Teachable spirit. That is why we pray that prayer all the time. That I will not struggle with the word. That I will not be rebellious with the word. See, many can hear. But the struggle in their spirit alone will not make them listen. There's a certain struggle in their spirit. How can this young man be telling me these things? If an old man came, what can, how can this old man be telling me this? So, it doesn't matter who. It is you. It doesn't matter who. It is you. It doesn't matter who. See, I, I, another bishop can come here. It's just a matter of time. Three days! Oh, you thought it was me. It is not me. It's you. We must have teachable spirit. The believer is one who has a teachable spirit who can be taught whether you are 70 or you are 17. Ah. So you think it's old people alone who cannot submit themselves to study. Young people are the same. They are also the same. It's about you. What spirit is in you? Can you be taught? Can you be taught? Can you be given instructions? Jesus came to Peter. Peter had toiled all night. A fisherman. Jesus was a carpenter. He was not a fisherman. When it comes to skills in fishing, Jesus knew none. So when Peter saw Jesus, he knew him. He was a carpenter. How can a carpenter instruct me, a fisherman, with all my skill? He was a chief fisherman who, had, who caught a lot of fish but didn't like paying tasks. So Peter is not a novice when it comes to fishing. He had toiled all night, caught nothing. So Peter assumed that it is the season. Okay, you know, sometimes, you know, you go to fish, you don't catch anything, you know, it happens, you know. You know. Then Jesus comes, go back. You see, you see, in the mind of Peter, Patrick, as an answer, and call out you. You bring the catch to shore in the day, in the morning. You don't go in the morning. Jesus can go back. When I look at you, and I look at you well, and I look at you again, I will not obey. 
But when I hear your word, uh, yeah, 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 and I take the personality out of the way, and I hear your word, on the basis of your word, I'll go again. You, you are not catching it this morning. Do you have the spirit to listen? A teachable spirit. We disciples, we must be teachable. Do you know one of the ways to tell whether you have a teachable spirit? Did you come to church with the Bible? Did you come to church with a notebook? It's a sign. It's a sign. Next week, I'll ask you to turn to your neighbor and see whether the person is taking down something. Tell them. It will tell today I'm teaching. So next week, I will do the test. But thanks be to God, I've given you the question before the answer. Are you taking down something? Are you writing down something? Are you taking notice of something? Or you are fidgeting with your pen? You see? You see? For some of these things, yeah. We know these things. Oh. We, we, we know that thing. Oh. <laughs> so what new can you get? If you know everything, what, what, what new thing can you get if you know everything? <laughs> the reason why it is difficult for some old people to receive new things is because of the amount of information they have. Yes. They struggle to take in new because they have seen it all. <laughs> they have seen many things. They have read all the books. You didn't catch it. They have read all the books and so they are so confused that a new word will cause more confusion in their mind so they will not take Ah, uh, you are now catching it they have read it they, look, when you talk about experience the older folks have experience so sometimes the message conflicts their experience I remember when, when the servant lord passed away mama was so confused as to some of the practices to even observe before they buried the husband and after the husband then I told my mother, I said, look, per what I have come to understand, listen to me very carefully, per what I have come to understand, all these practices are useless. I said, oh, my son, you see some of these things you don't understand, oh. And I understand that because she doesn't also understand. It is on the basis of her experience and what she has seen with her eye, what I am telling her, she cannot accommodate it. That is what is happening to many here. They've read all the books. They've read Islam. They've read <laughs> they have read Hare Krishna. The philosophy of great minds. And so when you bring the gospel to them, they struggle. They struggle. They know all the theology of the world. They don't know John 3.16. I am still teaching in this house. So you see, the older folks struggle. But what is even more disappointing is young people struggling. What is, for me, what is more devastating is young man who has not read half. Who is still forming a plethora of, or, or, or a, a gamut of knowledge. Who has not read 25%. And it's still struggling to get this. So this morning I'm asking, do you have a teachable spirit? 
Do you have a teachable spirit? Can you be taught? Can you be taught? You better me a chirawa dia na. Ana sa de odun hui. You to me chirawa biyo. But discipleship is not something that is gotten in a second. Oh, it takes many years, many years, many years, and I'm saying that it's a lifetime course. So I said, lifetime, lifetime." Somebody told me the other day. Said, "Marriage, marriage, is not just an event. <laughs> it's a relationship." So the wedding was the event. The marriage itself is the relationship. Giving birth is an event. Taking care of the child is a relationship. Being born again is an event. Being a disciple is a process. Hmm. Getting the job is an event. Staying in the job and be useful is a process. Are we still here? <laughs> there are some people who come to church because they need money. When they get the money, they forget the church road. They forget the road to church. Because you see, uh, Pastor, we, ha we have to make money to come and bless the church. You have not brought any before. Stop lying to yourself. Continue to come. You continue to come. We need you more than the money. Because a man of understanding can do better. A man of understanding can do better. The person can do better than what we've been saying. Yeah. You come. There are some who have promised me. Some have become ghosts today. They promised me, oh, Pastor, you wait. Hey, the things that are going. I said, No, don't let me wait. Oh. Don't let me wait for too long. All I need is you, you, you. You are the most important person for me, not the money. Some have become ghosts today. I'm still waiting. Maybe I'll wait when I meet them in heaven. Where's the money? Are you available? Hmm. Look at Mary. The mother of God. Is that not is that is that Mary, Sister Mary, aka the mother of God? AKA the career of Jesus. AKA Mary's baby mother, Jesus, mother, mother. Big woman. But Mary was careful that she would receive the son again by the spirit to inherit the kingdom. On the day of Pentecost, Mary was also there to receive the son. A smart woman. Mary didn't say, Jesus is my own son. Mary was careful to sit at the feet of the disciples to learn of the disciples of Jesus. Think about it. Think about it. Mary etna Peter na ase. Emma Peter chire ni Christo. A wo no wo no. Ayaya ayaya. Mary would have said, "Me I carry the man nine months. You say you know him. I know him better. Keep quiet. Let me tell you him." And everything Mary would have said would have been canal. How she suffered in carrying, how birth pains, uh, what do you call it? Birth, uh, birth, uh, uh, all of those ones. Uh, 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 when I, in the sixth month, it was not easy. In the seventh month, it was, all 
those things would have been flesh. But by revelation, they told Mary who Jesus truly was in three days and in three nights. Joseph of Arimathea was set at the feet of Jesus, of, of Peter, and betaught Christ. Wow! Nicodemus was set at the feet of Jesus, of, of the apostles, and betaught Christ. Do you have a teachable spirit? Do you have a teachable spirit? Do you have a teachable spirit? These people became the, 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 the disciples of the disciples of Christ. You cannot be a successful disciple without a teachable spirit. You cannot be a successful disciple without a teachable spirit. You cannot be a successful disciple without a teachable spirit. And we are saying that that teachable spirit is a humble spirit or a humble attitude. Do you have a humble attitude? You don't have a teachable spirit, so you become a teacher. <laughs> you didn't catch that one. <laughs> you don't have a humble spirit until you become a teacher. You don't have a teachable spirit until you become a teacher. All your life, you will learn the scriptures. All your life, you will pray. All your life, you, you, you meditate. That is, the, that is the lifestyle of the teacher. And so, if you are ready to go and teach, then you are ready to pray. Then you are ready to learn. Then you are ready to meditate. That is your lifestyle. Can you imagine I don't pray? I don't learn. I don't, I don't meditate. I am not qualified to come and teach you. So what it means is that Matthew 28, 18 to 20, if you are going to carry that out, then you must have a certain lifestyle which will help you to do that. Number one, do you have a teachable spirit? If you don't have a teachable spirit to be taught, nobody will sit under you. <laughs> Think about it. Because you are not qualified to teach. You are not qualified to teach. I went to a program with one guy. And uh, it was a conference. And when we got to the conference, when we entered the, the hall, then my friend thought we we're going to sit at one place. He doesn't like sitting in front. So he was thinking that because of the relationship we share, we we'll all sit at the back. So he sat and I said, oh, is this where you want to sit? I said, okay, then I'm coming. Then I walked and came and sat in front. Then in course of the conference, my friend was just nodding his head. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory. Then he turned and saw me. I was still writing. In the, in the break session, he asked me, what are you still writing? I said, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. You still are teachable enough to receive. My friend was shocked. He said, hey, hey. The second day, he sat in front and started writing. It's a lifestyle. So if I should sit down today and any pastor comes to teach, I still must write. It's a lifestyle. Ask me, what are you still writing? I am writing. Because it's a lifestyle. If you come to church without writing nothing, it tells me you are not ready to, 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 to learn. 
It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Nobody can outgrow prayer. No student of Christ can outgrow prayer. No student of Christ can outgrow learning the scriptures. No student of Christ can outgrow winning souls. No student of Christ can outgrow meditations. No. You can never outgrow it. It is part of you and it is part of you forever. Every step of the way, in every meeting, at any time, you are a student of Christ. About, you know, those days are when, you know, we went to the mountains to pray, you know, the whole day. Nowadays, we just thank God. Thank you, Jesus. It's working. It's working. You, you didn't learn from me. We still get up and labor. In, my laboring in prayer is not thank you, Lord. You have done it. Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. That is not my labor in prayer. There are some laboring, I cannot do the laboring here. I can do the laboring here. When I call for prayer conference, then we can do laboring. Because even prayer, you have to be taught how to pray. Teach us how to pray. In your mannerism in prayer, tells me alone that you are praying. When I teach prayer here, again, and we go into the mannerisms of prayer, you change your prayer style, your prayer life will change. It will change. So he said, nowadays, Pastor, nowadays we just thank God. Or, you know, you know, he has done it all. You know, I, I faith, you know, thank you. you. The lifestyle of prayer will not change. You labor in prayer. You let you still sweat in prayer. There are some who have never sweat. And by the you know, you know, uh, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come. And, and your hey, for thine is the kingdom, the power. So you see, the person has outgrown that level. And yet, in the levels of Christ, as a student, you can never outgrow that level. Jesus, at his, at his terminal point in life, in ministry, still prayed and the sweat turned into blood. You didn't hear me. So you cannot outgrow it. That is why we will teach. Oh, are you ready for that prayer time? A best son. When you rearrange situations to work for you, a best son. You pray into the future, and when you go, you get into the future, the things are just adding up for you. Grace. Grace. And he has given you the arsenal. Except you don't say anything. Except you don't command things to happen. And then now I'm asking for me. Say something. Say something. Say something. There is a prayer that I pray. There is nothing that is put on my lap that will fall down. Or that will go bad. Never. It is a good prayer for a student of Christ. What it means is that at your level, what it means is that there is no responsibility given me that will go bad. It should be a good prayer to pray. And say that. And say that. And say that. And say that. So heaven is able to orchestrate things to agree to that prayer. Are you still here? So we can never say we have prayed enough. Oh, yeah, 
You have to pray into it. Hallelujah. So, it's a certain lifestyle. The way you treat your Bible is the way you treat God. Follow closely. The way you treat your Bible is the way you treat God. Let me, let me go deeper. <laughs> the way you handle Bible studies is the way you handle God. The way you handle Bible studies is the way you handle God. There are some who are not interested in Bible studies because they think God is a magician. That's the way they see God. The way you handle Bible studies. Let me go further. Take away the Bible from a Christian's life. What else do we have? Because whatever we are, we know, we learn, is from the Bible. So take this Bible from the life of a believer. Oh, the believer is useless. Let me go further. Let me go further. You cannot know God outside the word. You cannot know God outside his word. The scriptures are the boundary of Christian knowledge. Oh, the scriptures is the boundary of Christian knowledge. Let me drum it home so that I get it better. Pastor, today, if we know heavenly secrets without knowing the scriptures, I am useless because the heavenly scriptures are drawn as an explanation of the scriptures. Oh, you are not catching it. If I know a canum cholesia without knowing John 3.16, a canum cholesia cannot save me, but John 3.16 is what will save me. Ah, if I have all the knowledge of astral travel from the first level to the final level without knowing what it takes to travel that journey i am useless let me drum it home if i know all the spiritual truth concerning how i journey to heaven without knowing how to how to i know the road i know what is on the road and i don't know what it takes to be on the road i am useless the boundary of christian knowledge is not a canon Am I still teaching here? It's not Hare Krishna. It's the scriptures. So those things are explanations. We call them deductions from this. The believer is this. This is what makes you. The gospel is what makes us believers, not heavenly secrets. Please catch this. Are you still here? That is why we have a lot of empty people in church. Because they know everything minus the most important. We know everything minus the important. Because what really makes me is the gospel. Nothing else can make me. The gospel is what brings me to salvation. Anything outside that will be an addition. Are we still here? Are we still here? So the basics are the most important thing and we never outgrow. Read the Bible. Ah. If you want to grow, if you want to grow, how do we grow? Hallelujah. 
And do what? And do what? And again. Come on. We cannot outgrow that. So the way to grow is to grow. The way... Oh, you, you are still singing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As important as it is for Sunday school, it's equally as important as today for the life of the believer. The way to grow is to grow. The way to grow is to grow. Believers, what we are doing here is not joke. So. The way to grow is to grow. The way to grow in the Lord is to grow in the things you are doing. Read your Bibles, pray every day, meditate. What brings true transformation is meditation. Meditation is taking the word, eating the word, till the word becomes you. I pick a word and that word is mine. I tend the word to be mine. That is meditation. What? You ponder over the word. You look at the tenses of the word. You look at the context of the word. You know this word is mine. You serve it as food. You chop it and slice it. And you begin to soak it in. So the word becomes you. That's meditation. The word must become flesh. What the devil is afraid of is not paper and ink. It is the active word in you. You can use this as your pillow. The devil is not afraid. You still have nightmares. But when this becomes life, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. There's no paper in ink. So meditation will bring the word to life. So as it is written, it is not just written. It is what I say. It is not just the written word. It must translate into the spoken word. So what is written, I have taken it to be my word. And I speak it. What is written is still written. But what is active is the spoken. Speak it. How can I speak if I don't know? You see, the church is, is being... The church must be graduated from just people who listen to people who understand and people who do. That is why James is, very, is, is instructing us that don't be the hearers of the word only. Deceiving your own selves. So who am I deceiving? The pastor? Pastor Seth? You're deceiving yourself. You don't deceive anybody. You deceive yourself because let's just wait till the situation presents itself. Then begin to talk gibberish. A true test of a true disciple is when you are presented with situations and you still hold your peace. Flesh said, say something. Describe the person where, where. Ah, use Holy Ghost to describe. The Holy Ghost will run away because the Holy Ghost that does describe like that. Flesh will take over when you are presented with situations and you hold yourself. Right the flesh is pushing, but the spirit says, keep quiet. That is, that is true discipleship. When your husband leaves and and you have to curse him. And the spirit says you cannot curse because out of your mouth cannot come blessing and curse at the same time. When your child turns into something else in your own backyard, you are learning of Christ. 
You are great. Anytime you come to church, your spirit is at, at rest. When you get home and you see that child, that one, that one, that one, you feel like saying something. The spirit says, keep quiet. Because there is power in what you say. And whatever you say will haunt you because the child is from your belly. If you're a man, it's from your loins. Be careful what you say. That is discipleship. Because in the balance, I want to say, he said, I don't say. I want to say, I don't say. Look, looking into that and not deceiving your own self so that whatever you say should agree to what is in your spirit, not what you just feel like saying. That is true test of discipleship. Until you grow, outgrow, and grow. Read your Bibles, pray every day for that same child. For that same child. Continue to pray. Expecting me to give you some punch, something. Continue to pray. Continue to pray. The disciple must be patient enough to see the result. So for me, say, Mammy, we, many in the bus or you do fear, no, I done it, baby. Continue to pray. Because you know what? Something, something is going to happen over time. What will happen is that your prayer is going to make you as patient as, as someone who, who is seeing the problem but not focusing on the problem. So your prayer is going to change you into looking at the, the problem with another perspective. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. It is Sabiana who they be an they be our person or cancer. And our person who fifty and now call fat two thoughts or no. That same problem meets you in the house and you begin to feel sorry for the person who presented the problem. That is what prayer can do. So the prayer will not change God, the prayer will change you. It will give you patience, it will give you endurance, it will give you the spirit to listen. So that when you come to church, you are waiting for the next line of instruction. You don't come here to play. Because the kind of things that you are faced with in the house. One man, sorry, I've been things and power. Do we have some disciples here this morning? So God is raising us up. A mighty army that is not afraid of anything. We can face all situations, I'm telling you. People come to church, you look at them so sweet. Do you know what they are going through? People go through hell. Oh, hell. But thanks be to God, I'm not going to go through the value of shadow of death. Somebody went through that one for me. So this one is just a learning curve. Oh, tell your neighbor, it's a learning curve. You will go through. I know you can go through. I'm strengthening you right now. Just go through, go through. Go through, go through, go through. Go through and become better. Hallelujah! Are you still here? It is a lifestyle. Go through. Young people go through. What the older folks have gone through is not easy. What we are going through is, is, is easy. It's, it's cool. But because this generation, we don't have shock absorbers. Our shock absorbers, they are, they are like this. The older folks, their shock absorbers are like this. 
Hallelujah. The young folks, we must develop a certain shock absorber for our time. Yeah. You are not a student. Hey, we are in technology age. Master, technology cannot outdo God. Uh-uh. There cannot be any age that can outdo God. They are the same principles. Respect. Respect is a virtue. Yemuhi. Yemuhi. What's up? What's up? You know, what's up? What's up? Yeah, yeah, what's up, sir? We brought it into church. CFM will be a place of discipline for both the young and old. Yeah, yeah, what's up? We're born things, sir. We brought it into church. And there's no discipline in the life of the believer. And anytime you want to instruct people, they want to, hey, hey who are you to instruct me? The anti two of you. Discipline should start where? From the house of God. So if you, are, if you re- look, we have, in everywhere, we have Jimakpala, and we have Pala Masse, and many of us are Pala Masse, it's not our parents, so they gave instruction we never received. So when we come here, we think we come to meet our parents again. Hey, I am, I am not your mother. And I'm not your father. Praise the living God. Ah, what kind of God is this? That even when you mess up, he'll still give you opportunity to become better. But you still pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. You are a disciple just like they are also disciples. You must have the spirit of endurance. You mess them up. So the time they should become better, your word is pushing them deeper. Whereas they are coming out, your words are pushing them deeper. Be careful what you say. I don't know what I'm preaching to today. Be careful what you say. The disciple will ever be a disciple. Be careful what you say in pressure or, or under pressure. When you are being pressurized, be careful what you say. Because your words will either make or unmake. Be careful what you do under pressure. Not just what you say. What you do under pressure. Be careful what you do when everything looks bad. Because that is where we'll know whether you're a good disciple or not. My time is almost up. One of the attributes of a believer is the ability to discern. Serious. One of the attributes of a good disciple is the ability to discern good from evil, right from wrong, acceptable from unacceptable. If you are not able to do that, it means you are not learning. There are some who are still struggling. Where you are not saying Where you are not saying where you, are, you, you are not learning. You are not, not every opportunity is your opportunity. Think about it. Not every opportunity is your opportunity. Think about this. Not every opportunity, because in your, in your thinking, you think it's an opportunity. But not every opportunity is your opportunity. If you're a good student, you understand what I'm saying. Not everything is your thing. <laughs> the ability to discern 
separate good from wrong is telling me and is telling us that you are growing in the Lord. A young lady who does not know what opportunity is her opportunity can fall into any trap. They will just have to present it. She, oh, and when Eve saw that this is good for food, not every food is to be eaten. See, we want to grow. I don't know your desire. My desire, even at where I stand, is that I want to grow in him. And yes, sir, we are you know. It's one of the Holy Ghost, sir. Anything at all can drive you away. Anything at all. I tell you. Oh, you wait till you get to become a CEO. You wait till you become a head of department. Anything at all can drive you away. If you are not learning of Christ, not every opportunity is your opportunity. Not every food is your food to eat. A young man who does not have the spirit of discernment, you, you are the first problem for your wife. problem. problem. Your friend a double problem. And because the man, the young man does not know he's the problem, will be pushing hand to the problem, the second problem, whereas you are the first problem. The Lord have mercy. The power and the ability to discern. If you're a parent and you don't know which opportunity is an opportunity for your children, by the time you realize, all of them are away from you. So do you see how parentage is important? Because you are not alone. You have offsprings that you need to help and lead to Christ. Can you imagine you giving just every opportunity to them? You go and go and do. Go and, by the time you realize, if you watch the modern they are not balanced. There is no spirituality in them. All they know is knowledge. Archimedes principle. When they bring Archimedes principle to you, because they Archimedes principle. Jesus, I don't want to. I don't want to talk today. I'm here to Balance the the ability to discern. Am I still teaching this morning? The ability to discern. Right, wrong, good, evil. That's what brings the balance that the man of God. Why is all scripture prophet? Give it to me this morning. Give it to me. We read it in prayer. And I'm concluding on that one. It's a disciple. You can apply it in every aspect of your life. In your business field, in your social life, in your academic life, in your spiritual life. So that the man of God is balanced, 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 ready for every good work. Oh, 2 Timothy 3, 15. 16. 
Second Timothy 3.15. And from a child that had known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Now, from a child here, it's not necessarily talking about from a child, from a new need. No, no. From a child will be a child in Christ. So, because the time Paul met Timotheus, Timotheus had already an understanding of the scriptures. Genesis to Malachi. He had an understanding of the scripture. And so Paul is making a reference here. He says, from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures. Uh-huh. Which are able to make thee which wise are, unto salvation. Which are able to make thee wise. When, when Timotheus was reading the scriptures, he was not looking for punchlines to kill any witch. But today, Christianity, we read the scriptures to see whether I can find some 35. I need to fire some demons today. I want to find some 91 to scatter some scatter, scatter. And yet, that's not how Timotheus read the scriptures. From a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to save you on the basis of what? Faith in Christ. Faith in Christ. And yet, there's no Christ mentioned there. Read on, please. 16. 16. All scripture is given by inspiration All of God. Scripture, or pasgraphy, is given by the inspiration of God. What it means is that these men were moved to write what they wrote. The Holy Spirit did not write, they were only moved to write. That is why the scriptures have to be explained. So not all you read is Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost moved them to write. Do you see the difference now? In, before, we thought it was the Holy Spirit that wrote, so we take everything hook, like and sinker. Eh. The Holy Ghost moved them to write. In their writing, there may be errors. So it takes careful study to separate the errors from the word. Are we catching it this morning? See, we need that balance where if somebody is telling you error, you know. Suffer the witch not to live cannot be God. And yet, do you have it in your Bible? Do you have it? Yes! It's written there. Are we still here? But that is not God. God taketh away and maketh alive. He killeth and maketh alive. Is that God? Is it in your Bible? Yes. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, is it in your Bible? Yes. Is that what it is? No. That's why we learn. Ability to discern. Read it. Profitable. It is profitable for doctrine. Doctrine number one. For reproof. For reproof. For, for evidence. Co- for correction. For instruction in righteousness. Oh, are we here? For correction. For instruction in righteousness. If I should explain this, it will not go today. But what it means is that it is profitable for instructions in righteousness on the basis that it has become an explained document to you, which is doctrine, and has the proof of the reality of Christ. Christ. 
That's what that scripture means. The scriptures are for instructions only because we have explanations bordering on the evidence of Christ. That's what that scripture yes, means. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yes you are yes, still yes. not catching it. Yes, yes, yes. It yes, is yes. number one for instruction, not for doctrine. Yes. Doctrine is explanation, teaching. Now, for instruction, because we have explained the evidence, reproof of Christ. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh. Last one, 17. That the man of God may be perfect. That the man of God may be perfect. The word perfect there is mature. So we are being taught to mature in Christ. Is it clear? Yes. That is why maturity here called balance. Eh? Maturity is what brings the balance. As you grow in him, you are balanced. You are not tossed to and fro by any wind of doctrine, nor the slit of men, cunningness, craftiness. Because some of the things, they can't, they look nice. We have a responsibility. If we are going to change our world, we must be people of discernment. If we are going to change our world, we must be people of discernment. If we are going to grow disciples, we must be people of discernment. And I pray that this morning, we are receiving the spirit of discernment. Amen. As we grow in the knowledge of Christ, Amen. we are receiving the spirit of discernment. Amen. Because we need it for every life. Yeah. Some of the things we've pushed our people into has not helped them. Mm. Our, mom, our children inclusive. Be careful the opportunity you call opportunity. Be careful the opportunity call opportunity. One of the considerations you can do today as a disciple is that whenever an opportunity is coming to you, check if Christ will be glorified in it. Check it. Oh, I am just doing it so that people will see I'm doing something. If it's because of people, wait till all the people who are to see are dead. So who are you pleasing? No one. No one. No one. So last week we looked at be punctual. Is that not it? And today we are punctual. Today we are punctual. Last week we looked at check your time. Today many of us didn't check the time. So I plead that we check the time. Over time, it will become better. Hallelujah. Please continue to check yourself. Check yourself. When you check yourself, nobody will check you. Judge yourself. When you go home, take the word again. Take the scriptures again. Meditate on the scriptures. You see, the first thing you can do when you get home for the word to stay is spend like five, ten minutes just glancing through what you have learned. It's one of the sure ways no problem in lack. Sometimes we leave church and there are so many programs. That's how come the word does not stay. When you get home, thank you, Father. For all the activities done so far in the day. Thank you for the service. I am edified. I am built up. I know I have understanding. That five 
minutes of removing your, your dress and, and looking to the next available uh, Banchimori and Nebromori to do Banku, in between that time, you just take the, the note you read, you've done, just glance through and drop it. Because you know in the evening, you will go through. Those are things we do so that the word does not escape. The pressures of life can take the word away from you. It's a good practice. Just as you are taking up that process of taking up, you just look through small. Because this word must stay with us till we come again. And receive another. And receive another. And receive another. If you don't do this by Tuesday, the word is finished. And many of us can attest to it. By Tuesday. And many of us still don't come for Zoom meetings. So you can imagine. Sunday to Sunday. Too long. Too long. One Go over. In the evenings before you sleep, just go over the notes. Let the word be fresh in you all the time. Let the word be fresh in you. What you can also do to help yourself, if your children are with you, just go through with them. Create Bible times in your home. We call them Bible study times. Don't go and study things you don't know. All that I have thought. And nowadays we record the messages. So you can go to our technical team. They'll just give you the message. Just feed on it. Any part you have forgotten, it will come back to you. It will come back to you. But I can't believe you. I can't believe you. I can't believe you. I can't say. Look, they can discourage you. I know that. Because you can't believe that you know what they are thinking they are thinking of the next question to ask you that which is not in the note oh oh i, I have been there i have been there before <laughs> i i want me person so what do you do follow we came to discuss this is what i've learned today if you want if you want if you want support bring your husband in that is support. He may not also understand anything, but I want now because of more spiritual support. If you are the husband, bring your wife in. Until he has this, just to make something. Nothing I say. Take it systematically. We will ask questions in our next session. Did you hear that one? We will ask questions in our next session. So they are looking forward to the next question to ask their ridiculous question. We postpone the question till you are ready to answer. But what you have done is you have engaged them. Look, your house must become a place where the Lord will live. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to work. And this is the way you can allow the Holy Spirit to work in your house. Because you don't have peace in your house, you can't serve God. You can't serve Him. Maybe because some day when you know you now coffee, I say, "This is my reality. <laughs> it's not this one. This is my reality." Me fear no, I don't It's my reality. But I'm telling you, this word is able to bring Christ into your home. Are we here this morning?
Our children must become the servants of God. Servants of God. It means service. They render service. Our children must know Christ, not only do well in the world. What shall it profit a man? Those of us who are doing ministry, we are not useless in the world, though. Me, I am not useless in the world, though. Minus Christ, I am a big man in the world. You didn't know that one. But Christ has added to me more than the world can ever give me. Ah, when you start to speak in the midst of growth, my, all my colleagues, associates are above 50 and 60. So when small boy comes into the midst of them, they know somebody has come. And Sit. Let them finish talking. Let them give you an opportunity to say something. And let the rest of the meeting be based on what you have said. We are never useless. We are never useless. So I encourage young people, don't rush. Never rush. Ah, better times are here. Learn of Christ. Learn of Christ. Learn of Christ. Your usefulness will be how better you are in him. I was telling one of our, our, our mothers, I said, I don't know how I was speaking about somebody. I said, I don't know what the man has seen about me. Because the kind of recommendations he makes of me, I am surprised. I don't know that about myself. That the person confirmed that is you. I said, I don't know. But the kind of recommendation this man, this old man makes of me to our fellow old men. I said fellow because in the midst of them, I'm one of them. I am shocked. Young people, take your time. Build yourself up. Don't sleep too much. Don't sleep too much. Yeah, don't sleep too much. I, my sleep is calculated. If I want to sleep, even when Jesus comes, I'll not wake up. So I don't sleep too much. Don't sleep too much. Steady. Learn of God. Steady. Learn of God. When you go to school, learn like crazy. When you take your Bible, learn it like crazy. Pray like crazy. Everything is important because all of them work together for our good. You are not useless in school. You are not useless in church. You are not useless in your community. You live a balanced life. Balanced life. Balanced life. There are some people who do so well in the world. They don't know anything about God. So the least thing they are running to prophets. Public bathhouse. You see the things that grow there. Those green, green things. Yes, if I fry. We call it sparrowjara. I don't know how you call it in tree. Adu, adukla. Dukla. What you know? Dukla. Mix it with it. Add a pinch of salt. If you have diesel, small one. A balanced life in Christ will not make you stupid. It will never make you foolish. I know a doctor who knows all the medical sciences in the world. She is a doctor. Doctor means she has graduated to be doctorate in doctrine. You didn't catch it. Who was given a useless direction which ended her life. You ask me, how come a doctor, uh, don't you see doctors smoke? Yeah. 
So they know chemistry. They don't know Christ. Balance life. Balance life. Look, business people, balance life. Business owners, balance life. Balance life. Marriage people, balance life. Balance life. Entrepreneurs, balance life. What we need in this world is balance. That the man of God, the man of God, you are not empty. The man of God is fully furnished and prepared unto every good work. Not some good work. Every good work. You're out here. And now today, put me ready by the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. Young people live a balanced life. Older folks live a balanced life. Business people live a balanced life. Spiritual men live a balanced life. Don't be too spiritual and live an empty life. This world is flesh and spirit. The balance between flesh and spirit is what brings profitability. Don't live an empty life. Don't live an empty life. As a disciple, I'm closing. As a disciple of Christ, I'm leaving you with these words. Don't live an empty life. Live a Christ life. Live a full life in Christ. The full life in Christ is what gives you a balanced life. So that when men see you, they will not give glory to you. They will give glory to the one in you. They will give glory to your God. They will know that you are not useless. Hallelujah to his name. We are praying and saying that, oh God, this morning, as we have received this word, we know we have the capacity to live a fruitful life, to live the God kind of life, to live a productive life. And we are saying that there is productivity in every aspect of our lives. We are not only productive spiritually, we are productive socially, we are productive psychologically, we are productive of the fruit of our everything concerning us is productive this morning in the name of Jesus. Do you understand the prayer? Shall please be on our feet. Shall please be on our feet.